I just wanna watch you till the night ends You're the lighting to my lightning You're the best thing that's walked in, walked in And I got one goal, I just wanna watch you dance That's I saw you dance for the first time In a small bar by the roadside And we are live Ladies and gentlemen, the very first podcast that I'm ever doing Um, I'm super stoked about it I've been wanting to do this for a long time. This is going to be uncut, raw. If you're watching on YouTube, got your little background TV happening. You might see Dixie run back and forth. Maybe even give you a little bark. I don't know. You might get a free bark. I don't know. You could. Um, I'm excited for this. Like I said, we're going to keep it raw and uncut. Um, and I thought, you know, Camo Kin... I should probably wear camo for the first episode. People ask me all the time, why camo? I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know why camo. Maybe I like camo. Maybe I really fuck with trees. You know, maybe I really fuck with trees. What are you doing for trees? You're not doing nothing. I am. I love trees. Um... So, okay, we have some new merch available at uh, camokin.com. Just head on over there. Select the merch option. Helps out tremendously. Uh, Also, I'm really excited about this. We started a Patreon. So I really hope you guys head on over there. It's a great way for you to get closer to me and other like-minded people. Uh, Plus, you get some awesome stuff. Uh, You get an extra podcast every week. Uh, We started a Fan of the Month Club. Uh, where you're going to win some cool prizes every single month. And uh, if you're a fan of the music, you're going to get free music and before anyone else gets it. So super cool. But the best part is you'll definitely make some new friends over there. So just go over to camokin.com, select the Patreon option and join the family. Or if you'd rather stay on YouTube, uh, you can become a member of the channel and you'll get these same benefits. Just click the join button on my profile. I have no idea how long this is going to be. I got this thing pulled up for notes, and I just didn't fill it out. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes that's just how you have to live life. Sometimes when there's something really important to do, and you're just really thinking about it, you just don't prepare for it, and you just do it. That's horrible advice, but I've gotten this far with it, so I think it's uh, not that bad. Not that bad. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys go over there. Uh, help support. A little bit uh, so I can keep making content and music for you guys because this shit is expensive. And uh, we're going broke here, boys. We're throwing a Hail Mary. Uh, I want to start the podcast off, man, giving a huge shout out to one of my best friends, Bobby from Red Ignition. Uh, this dude, you know, he's the whole reason I'm here. Um, I went full time with music and content creation you know, a while, a little while ago. And if it wasn't for him guiding me, I would be screwed. So shout out to Bobby, man. Um, always has my back. Shout out to Renegade Nation, uh, Net Gaming, all that stuff. I love you, man. You're the best. Um, all right. So let's talk about it. I want to get in some fan questions. We have a bunch of fan questions sent in. And I want to try to answer them, maybe like relate my life to it. And then maybe I can help you guys out. 
Uh, if you want your question or topic or idea or whatever you want to be answered on the show, just send it to info at camokin.com and you'll get a chance to be featured on the podcast, which I'm hoping gets more than three listens. That would be dope. All right, so first question, let's open it up. So we got Julia. She says, hey, Camo, I just found out that my boyfriend has been cheating on me. Uh, he came clean when we were drinking the other night, and he wants me to forgive him. Should I? I don't know if I can, but should I try? Julia, that's a great question. That sucks that happened to you. But I feel like there's a lot of information missing from this question. I feel like I need more information to really judge if you should give this guy another chance. For example, how long have you guys been together? Has, is it, has it been a day? You know what I'm saying? You guys just move fast, right? Does he know you guys were talking? Does he know you guys were dating? Maybe it's been like 10 years. That's a problem. That's a big problem. Um, also, it's kind of crazy he came clean when he was drinking, but I can, I can relate to this. I can relate to this. You know, last year I went through a lot. If you guys follow me online, you guys know the story about what happened to me with my ex. Um, little insult to injury, though. She cheated on me with a fan. So that's kind of crazy. But, you know, to each their own. Um, Julia, I will say this. I will say this. When that shit happened to me and I was removed from that relationship, during that moment in time, I thought to myself, I will never recover. This is horrible. This is the worst thing possible. My life's over. My dreams are over. How am I going to do this and chase this? And, and it took a lot of time to heal. But if you fast forward it now, which it's been almost a year, if you fast forward it now, I've realized that that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And I would do it all over again a hundred times. Um, like I said, there's some information here, Julia, but if, you know, I don't know if, if you're like me, but I've always been in a relationship. You know, when I was in eighth grade, I had my first serious girlfriend, right? Lasted like a year. She cheated on me too, uh, with some dude on Facebook. You know, but then when we broke up, it was like a few days later, I, I found like my quote unquote high school sweetheart. Uh, we were together for like five years. Lived together, all that stuff, you know? When we broke up, I was, I got with my ex. You know, moved in with her, lived together. We were together for like seven years, almost seven years. Um, and then, you know, when I was removed from that relationship, I had to live on my own for the first time. I had to be on my own, you know? No female companionship, no significant other. It's the first time since like eighth grade. And uh, I realized that was the best thing for me, you know? I learned how to mop a floor. I learned that you need to buy dish soap. I thought dish soap was fake. I thought, who the fuck's buying dish soap? For, for what, dishes? Just rinse them off. What are you doing? You're not eating battery acid, you know? Just a little bit of food on a plate. That's it. That's all it is. But then I realized that uh, you got to wash that shit. This soap's real. It's not fake. It's not fake. I just thought it was fake. So, you know, 
<clears throat> if you're anything like that, I say, I say give him another chance. If you feel like you're okay. You know what I'm saying? Your, your life has to be good. You have to be in a good space. If you feel like everything around you is good, you feel like you're, you're really strong, you know, and you're happy with your situation, I say give them another chance. It's a 50-50 shot. They always say cheaters will cheat again, but maybe they won't. Now, if you are not and you feel like you could grow more, you feel like there's more to life, I say ditch him. I say go down the hard road. Build your character. You know what I mean? You'll be a lot, you'll be a better person for it. Build your character. Uh, it's better for you. So that's my answer. And I, I'll, I'll leave you with this, Julia. I'll leave you with this. All the shit I went through, I would do it a hundred times over because I'm a much better person for going through it. You know, I realized a lot of my flaws that I had to fix and I did. I'm a lot happier and I'm independent as shit. Um, there's Dixie's free bark. I don't know if you heard that. Okay, so yeah, that's what I would do, Julia. That's what I would do. Speaking of relationships, you know, what's up with dick jokes? What's up with dick jokes and why are they always so funny? If you tell me a dick joke right now, I'm laughing every time. Every damn time, I'm laughing. It's kind of crazy how that works, right? It's a part of your body. You know, it's, it's a God-giving gift. You know, for other people, it's kind of a curse. Talk about the baby carrot boys, you know what I mean? The baby carrot boys. Um, when I was little, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I was like, you know, fifth grade. My buddies were telling me that uh, if you're under 12 inches, you're not doing too well. I was scared for a long time. But then I realized that uh, it's okay to not have a forearm penis. And that's good. That's a good thing. Um, speaking of dick jokes, I had to go to urgent care the other day. I had some, uh, some like redness on my thigh, you know? Real red. Well, actually, it's both thighs. Both thighs. Real red. And I was, I was looking at it like, huh, what's, what's going on here? And so a few days went by, and it, it's still, still red. So I'm thinking to myself, am I, am I transforming? Am I mutating? You know? Am I becoming a superhero? Is this how it starts? I didn't know. But I knew that Urgent Care would know. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's how Spider-Man found out he was Spider-Man. You know, got bit by that spider and shit, and then they're like, hey, you know, you got webs. So I thought maybe I'd have webs. Uh, and I, I went to urgent care. And I get there, and uh, this lady, do the doctor lady, uh, she had to be like 40, 50 years old. Something like that. I couldn't really tell, you know? One of them ladies, maybe she's, maybe she's 30, right? Maybe she's 80. I, I just couldn't tell. And I, I, go in the, I go in the room with her. And uh, there's this girl there, man. She had to be like probably 19, younger than me for sure. Younger than me for sure. And uh, I think it was her daughter. Either that or her very young twin. 
you know? And she said that she was shadowing her today. What an awkward moment that was, right? So she says, go ahead, drop your pants. You know, I, I could drop my pants. I'm not, you know, I don't have a problem with dropping my pants. I'll drop my pants. You know, I'm not wearing pants right now, if we're being honest. Sitting on this hard wood chair uh, nude. You know, that's kind of how I like to do it. Um, and uh, she says, drop your pants. So I said, okay. So, so I dropped my pants. Uh, and it was just awkward, you know, because, you know, I got these two uh, females, basically. Two females. And uh, I know what they're looking at, you know. There's, there's really, no one's looking at the redness. They don't care. They want to know if I got that, that forearm pee-pee. You know, I'm sure they were very disappointed. Um, but anyway, turns out I'm not Spider-Man. Uh, some fungus thing. So, you know, I just want to be raw with you guys. It is what it is. You know, they gave me some cream. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, so your, boy, your boy's been applying the cream. Uh, so, you know, that was fun. All right, let's do another question. Uh, so we got one from uh, Robbie Downey. I don't know if that's your real name. That's that's interesting. That's uh, that's interesting. Uh, great name. Great name. Uh, Robbie says, I've been dealing with a lot of depression, a lot of anger, and I don't exactly know why. I'm taking it out on the people around me, and I just started therapy. They told me it's from childhood trauma. Have you dealt with this, and how would you recommend dealing with this? Mm. That's deep, Robbie. I didn't know we were going to get so deep on this podcast. Uh, we're getting deep today. Childhood trauma, man. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, that makes sense. Um, I think we've all dealt with it. You know, I've dealt with it personally. Um, you know, side note, Dixie's going kind of crazy right now. Uh, note for next podcast to lock her in the dungeon. So anyways, yeah, man, I, you know, we've all had some childhood trauma. You know, but listen, there's some soft people out there. Robbie, there's some, there's some info missing here. There's some soft people out there. You know, childhood trauma is different for everyone. There, you know, there's someone out there, maybe, maybe their mom put a little too much jelly on the sandwich, you know, and they never forgot that. So every time, every time someone makes them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, they just get mad. It just brings up the trauma. You know, there's some soft people like that for sure. Um, you know, or there's people like, like us, Robbie, I'm assuming, you know, that, uh, so bad stuff happened, man, that, that we couldn't really control, you know, and, uh, maybe we don't remember it, but we still feel it. You know, that's the worst. That's the worst. I feel that all the time. You know, there's, there's stuff that I'll just be so mad about, you know, maybe someone does or says, and I'm just so mad about it. And I don't know why, but then like years later, I'll remember, oh shit. When I was two. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. When I failed that spelling test, you know, and my dad was mad. Shoved my head in some spaghetti sauce, you know? Uh, you know, side note, my dad's a great man. Um, that's just a funny story. It was different times back then. It was different times back then. You know, made me the man I was today. My dad is a great man. Um, so, yeah, you know, so if it's something like that, yeah, I mean... The best way to deal with it probably is therapy. It probably is therapy. You know, someone to, to talk to you, you know, help you bring these things out, you know, face these things. That's the biggest thing about it. You know, you haven't, you haven't faced these things 
and dealt with them. That's what it is. You know, and the worst way to live is by letting the past dictate your future. Well, how are you supposed to control that if you don't even know what happened in the past? You're just feeling the feelings. You're just feeling the feelings, Robbie. You know, we don't want that. I feel that all the time, man. Sometimes I'm, sometimes I'm just mad. You know, doing this whole social media thing, I've done it for years now. And, you know, now this, it's kind of became a business per se. I've come to realize, man, that, uh, you know, I, I don't really mind the hate. I don't mind the hate. You know, I don't mind the name calling and, you know, the dead mom jokes, the death threats. I got used to that. But sometimes, man, someone will say something stupid, right? Someone will say something stupid. Like, uh, like nice camo shirt, loser. And it just, it just makes, that, that upsets me more than the dead mom jokes. I'm like, really? And I don't know why. Maybe I was a tree in a past life. Maybe I got cut down. I don't know. You know, I wasn't there. I can't remember. But for some reason, that comment pisses me off. So it's like, you know, you got to deal with that shit face on. All right? Don't let that dictate your life. And listen, Robbie, or yeah, Robbie, you know, you said that you're taking it out on other people. You're taking it out on other people. See, that's where it becomes not just a childhood trauma thing, but now you're basically, you're taking that action to take that out on other people. Yeah, you can be upset or mad, but you're very self-aware that you're taking it out on other people. So you're choosing to do that. That's where I got to say you're wrong, Robbie. I, I got to say you're wrong in that sense. You know, you know, there's something going on inside your head, right? You know, it's making you depressed and mad, but you make the choice to take that out on other people. That's some, that's the one thing that you can control, you know? So stop doing that. When you're feeling depressed or angry, you know, go for a walk. You know, get it out of your mind. Get rid of it. You know what I mean? Um, don't take it out on other people because then you're going to start losing people. And I've been down this road. You know, I've been down this road, so I could talk about this. I've been down this road. You're going to start losing people. Okay? And there's nothing worse than being mad and depressed and no one's there. All right, so you definitely want to try to control your situation as much as you can. Um... You know, speaking about the whole ex thing, right? When I, you know, I, I lost so much and all the stuff and I'm, I'm basically all alone. You know, there was a time where I spiraled and, you know, shout out to, to Bobby again. There was a time that I spiraled down and I was just doing dumb things, you know? And, um, and, and Bobby helped pull me out of that, you know, shout out to my best friend, uh, Stoney, also, uh, he helped pull me out of that too. But yeah, man, you need those people there. And guess what? You know, talking about Bobby, guess what? I lost him for a while, you know? Uh, it was a few months. I, I had lost him because I was fucking spiraling. I was ignoring everybody. I was taking shit out on people. And so they said, I'm done with you, you know? Bobby was kind enough, though, to come back and, and check in. And uh, we, we've been good ever since. I... I pulled myself, you know, we all pulled me out of that shit. So that was good. So yeah, man, just, just, just do the, the, uh, you know, the counseling and don't take it on other people, bro. Don't take it on other people. I love you, Robbie. You got this man for real. Um, let's talk about today's sponsor.
Net Gaming. Uh, it's a uh, gaming clan created by Redneck Nation. Uh, you don't have to be a pro to join. Anybody can join. We are the best of the worst. Uh, you can join at netgaming.com, uh, and you can play some video games with me and other people on Redneck Nation um, that you might know of. So netgaming.com, sign up there, join the Net Gaming clan, bunch of cool merch. I'm excited to be a part of it, and um, I'm excited to see you join it, and we can play together. It's free to join. So come play some games with us. Join NetGaming at NetGaming.com. Yo, let's get a little bit controversial. You know, you, sometimes your boy likes to get a little controversial, okay? A little controversial. Let's talk about the rainbow flag. And it's not what you think, all right? I'm not, I'm not that dude that's like, ugh, the rainbow flag, oh my God. No, I'm not that dude, okay? But what, I, what, what pisses me off then is these public schools. In particular... These teachers, all right? I've been seeing so many videos about them, man. If you're a teacher and you take down the American flag and you replace it with the rainbow flag, I think you should be fired immediately. I think you are a detriment to our children. Um, and I think that you're taking what's supposed to be a family matter into your own hands and promoting your own agenda. My kids are not going to, my kids are to go to school to learn about coloring and their favorite flavor of glue, you know, and making friends. They're not there to learn about sex. You know, and I'm talking young kids right now. I'm talking young, I'm talking kindergarten. I'm talking first grade, okay? I don't want my kid thinking about sex. You know, and the rainbow flag, you know, it represents sex. You know, represents sexual preference. And that's great. You know, that, that's great, man. You guys, um, and not to say you guys, like you're some, you know, clan, you know, on an island hunting with spears. You're not hunting with spears, you know. You know, you're people, and I love you. I know, I know y'all went through a lot. I know if you're gay, especially back when I was in high school, man. When I was young, I know you guys went through a lot. You know, I, I know you guys went through a lot of the jokes, you know, things like that, um, that people were making. I know you guys have been through it. And I support you. I support you being proud of who you are. I love that. You know, be who you are. I support that. You know, and if you wanna if you wanna do the parades and you rep that flag, or you, you know, you wanna wear the t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? The rainbow t-shirts. Wear the rainbow t-shirts. Do the I'll go to the parade. You know, throw me out some rainbow candy. I'm munching all day. You know, I'm munch the next day too, honestly. Um, but listen, man, keep it out of the young kids, you know, schooling. You know? It's just like I, I saw this video the other day, man. It's just this this teacher, right? She has a nose ring and all this shit. Like, how are you teaching first grade with a nose ring? That's just, that's weird to me in general, to be honest. You know, take that shit out. Your nose don't need pierced during, during teaching hours, you know? And it's like, she's ripping down the American flag and she's putting up this rainbow flag and she's, she's teaching these extremely young kids about, about being gay, you know? About, about, you know, oh, little Johnny, you know, who's 
seven years old. Maybe you want to be little Susie. He's seven years old. What are you talking about? No, he wants to go play kickball. He wants to, he wants to go pick his nose. You know, that's what he wants to do. You know, keep that shit away from, from the kids, man. Um, you know, and, and she's talking about, she's talking about sex changes. You know? And it's just a kid. And also, not to mention, even if it wasn't a kid, I don't want some creepy-ass stranger who's labeled a teacher to be talking to my kid about, you know, if they want to bang Billy or if they want to bang Sally. You know, that's none of your business, okay? That's, that's, that's the business of, of the parents, of the family. You know, that's a family matter. So anyway, for real. I really feel like, yeah, I just want to put that out there, man, because those videos, for whatever reason, they're popping up all over my, my For You pages. And I, I just, I don't like to see it, man. You know, America's going in a weird place. I'm tired of people thinking America is this, is this horrible place. You know, most of the people watching this, y'all live in America, okay? Yeah, we're not perfect, but we're not Iraq, okay? We're not Iraq. I met this veteran a couple years ago. He was telling me, man, it's, it's when all this, like, woke stuff started popping off, right? He was telling me, man, if these people could just go to, to a place like Iraq, you know? He was saying that they would kiss the dirt of America. You know, you know he, he was talking about how, how, you know, your wife could mouth off to you, and they'll drag her down the street and put a drill through her brain, and she will just lay there dead for days. People will just walk over her. Okay? You, you know, savageness. And, and, you know, in America, you know, you could say, fuck the president. You could put it all over social media. And you're fine. You know, you know do, that in, uh, do that in Korea. Do that in Korea. You know, little, Ki little Kimmy, little, little Jong-un. Okay, you know, he, he catches ear of that. You're getting fucking beheaded and your whole family's getting beheaded too be for association. All right. So, so be proud of where you live. It's, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Um, yeah, it's, it's not that bad. So, I mean, just, since we're getting deep, let's get fucking deep. You know, let's talk. I want to talk about last year because, you know, uh, Julia had brought up the whole cheating thing and stuff like that. You know, let, let's talk about, let's talk about last year for me. And, and I want to say this because I want to motivate. I know a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff right now. And I, I want to tell you that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. There's always, you know, even if it seems like there's not, there is, I promise. Okay. Um, you know, and I'm going to sum up the story and listen, I'm, I'm not going to give you an opinion piece. I'm just going to give you the facts of what it was. Um, and I, I want to start off by saying this you know, uh, you know, my ex and stuff like that, you know, I'm, I'm way over it. I've already forgiven her. Okay. Um, there's no like bad feelings for me and I'm not going to try to make her look bad. All right. I just want to tell the facts. And then I want to use that as motivation to, to just tell, you know, help you get through whatever you're going through. Okay. Because it's a lot, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to sum this up. I'm going to sum this up. You know, last year, um, you know, you know, I'm with this chick and everything. 
you know, like six, six, almost seven years. Right. And, um, you know, she kind of went through, I don't, I mean, I probably shouldn't put her business out there too much, but you know, she went through some like stuff and, and I, and I had definitely played a part in, um, you know, the toxicness of the relationship. Okay. Um, I will take fault there tenfold. Um, you know, I was kind of one of them guys that would just get mad and then just like, just say crazy shit. All right. Like just to get to you, not good shit, name calling all, you know, that was, that's how I was, man. Um, and that's what I mentioned, you know, uh, for Julia, you know, if you leave that relationship, you're going to, you're going to, your eyes are going to be opened up to all the shit that your, your toxicness, and you're going to have the opportunity to fix it. Like I did. You know, I look back on that time and I think to myself, how could I have ever been like that? And I didn't recognize it until I was removed from it. You know, and then I was able to, to fix it. Okay. So, so I don't, I don't blame her for wanting to break up. Um, you know, and I, I'm not mad about that. You know, it's, it's just the way that, that it went down. You know, long story short, um, she addressed, you know, all these problems that, that she was having with me. And, you know, I started to kind of recognize them and, and I, I fixed them. You know, I was walking on eggshells because I was trying to save the relationship, you know, and my way of life and, and hers and all that. And I was walking on eggshells, you know, and um, it still just wasn't good enough. At the end of the day, she just decided that, you know, she was just done. Um, and, you know, she ends up... Uh, you know, her parents had owned the place we were living at, and she ends up basically kicking me out, right? She's, she's telling me, uh, you know, if you're not out by tomorrow at noon, uh, you know, we're calling the cops, and, and this is happening. It was just this whole ordeal. Um, and listen, a lot of people commented on there, you know, well, the cops can't remove you. It's not about that, okay? I know that, and I knew that. It's about just the fucking drama of bullshit, that I, that I would have had to go through if I just didn't get the fuck out, all right? It just made more sense. Um, so in that moment, okay, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. You know, all these thoughts of feelings were rushing in, like, oh, this is real. Um, I'm going to lose everything. Uh, I'm going to have to quit music. I'm going to have to quit my dream of doing this full time, you know? Um, I'm going to have to move somewhere that I'm just not going to be comfortable. Okay. All these things are happening, um, at that time. And so, you know, my best friend, Stoney, uh, we've been best friends since fifth grade. Great guy. He's one of those guys that's real tan. You don't know why, you know, he doesn't really go outside and he's still tan. Uh, I really hate that about him. I want that. Um, so, you know. He ends up saying, you know, he has a family too. Wife, four kids, you know, great, great little family, great little family. He says, uh, you know, you ain't got nowhere to go. You come here. At that time I was living in Virginia. He was living in Kentucky. So it's this whole like 10 hour trip, you know? And so I just didn't have time to get my shit. And I was in such a state of mind that it was just like, I just didn't know what, everything was so blurry, you know? My grandma called me like two weeks after all this shit happened. And she's like, why didn't you get a storage unit? And I was like, why didn't you tell me that two weeks ago? Wasn't even thinking about it, you know? So anyway, 
I end up scrounging up this money, and I get this little U-Haul, and it's just me. So I, I end up packing uh, my, uh, Dixie, you know, my dog, and a pillow, and like a bag. Everything else had to stay. Didn't have time, and it would have taken fucking hours, probably days, uh, by myself to just drag all this shit down there. So I, you know, I grabbed what I could, and I just had to say goodbye to the rest. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I did. I get to Kentucky, um, and you know, I'm just heartbroken, bro. I'm just heartbroken. So anyway, fast forward like a month. I, I didn't know she cheated this time. Fast forward like a month, you know, uh, kind of settling in a little bit. I'm scrolling through Facebook, and one of my fans posts a life update, you know, uh, just got married or, you know what I'm saying, just had a kid or, you know, like those Facebook life updates. And it says, uh, you know, in a relationship. So I like to support fans, stuff like that. So I, so I, uh, I went to go like it, and I was going to comment, you know, congrats. Thank God I didn't do that. Because I go, I go down there, and... I go to like it in the profile picture. I'm like, whoa, that looks awfully. She looks awfully familiar. I click on it and it's her with, with this dude who had been following me for a minute, apparently. Um, and the, the time they had got together was the same time that all of that shit went down. So it was apparent, you know, why I was, I was so rushed out. Um, and so... You know, so, you know, that kind of made me feel like shit, honestly, because I'm like, damn, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? And like I said, listen, I ain't got no hard feelings, man. I'm not a perfect person. I, I, I was so toxic in that shit, you know? I was not a good person uh, to her and stuff. So listen, so, so I'm not mad about it. In a way, I deserve it. You know, I've come to recognize that I deserve it. And I think that's really important for people to realize when you go through really hard shit, Sometimes, man, you got to step back and say, you know, get rid of the pity party and say, did I deserve this? And if you really think about it, a lot of times you deserved it, you know, uh, sometimes you didn't, though. Sometimes you didn't, though. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is, man, you know, I'm in Kentucky now and I'm still trying to pursue that whole music thing, you know, the whole music dream. Right. And it's hard to do because my buddy, like I said, has a big family. You know, he's a, he's a great dad. And uh, his kids are young. You know, all four of them are very young. They're running around screaming and, and just being kids, man. That's what kids do. So it's very difficult to do this. So, so, I, so it would have been the easiest thing in the world to just quit. Just quit. Go get a little factory job. You know what I mean? Quote, unquote, get on my feet type of thing. Would have been the easiest shit in the world to do. And I thought about it every fucking day. But instead... But instead, I said, okay, we're still going to chase this music shit because I feel like this is what I'm supposed to do. And I want you to apply this to any dreams that you have in your life. You know, if you feel like you're supposed to do something, you need to go do it, no matter what. So I, so I didn't quit. I just had a fucked up sleep schedule, man. You know, the kids were up and, up and sleeping at all these different hours and shit, you know, because they're kids. So, you know, when they're awake, I'm trying to take a quick nap. As soon as I see they're asleep, I'm up trying to, trying to record, right? Trying to write, trying to focus, trying to make some videos. You know, it was the hardest, like, handful of months ever. But guess what? I did that shit. I did that shit. And during that time, my song Ride With You 
goes viral. One of the videos goes viral. 14 million views. Blows the song up. Opens up this opportunity to where, oh, I don't have to go get this factory job. You know? People are, are playing my music now and stuff. I'm making money now. You know, the, the year prior, I think I made 17 cents on music. I think I made 17 cents on music. You know, but I always kept the dream alive. And fast forward to now, um, you know, I'm able to pay my bills and it helps some people out. And, um, you know, that's great. We have a long way to go. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, during all that hardship, all that, all that impossibleness, I stuck with it. I stuck with it. Even when the, the light at the end of the tunnel wasn't very light and I really couldn't see it, I stuck with it. I gave it everything I had and, uh, and it paid off. You know, I finally hit that light at the end of the tunnel. And just like everyone else, man, we're going to go through it again. There's going to be more trials and tribulations. But at least if you can get through it once, you know there's a light. You know, that's worth it to me. So whatever you're going through, I want you to just keep pursuing that dream. Do not give up. You know, too many people do. And they end up living a life of what ifs. What if I didn't give up? You know, what if I would have kept going? Would I be at this job that I fucking hate? And that's another thing, too. About dreams, you know, we're on the topic of dreams. That's another thing, too, that I want you to realize is that when I, when I, when I decided to pursue music, everyone thought I was just this cringy, stupid guy. I'm talking friends and family, close people, you know, not strangers online, close people. And they thought, man, this is so stupid. What are you doing? You know, and, and the advice that I got all the time from people close to me was, bro, Go get you a nine to five. And I had a nine to five at the time, but I didn't want it. I wanted, I wanted to work for myself. And they're like, bro, fuck that. Nine to five. It's the safe route. You get a paycheck. You get the health insurance. Yeah, that's fine and dandy, but guess what? And I mean this too. Every single one of those people who told me it's safer to get a nine to five in the time frame that I've been doing this, every single one of them has lost their job. They got a new one, but they had lost their job or they had been laid off. Now, how safe is that? How, so I guess it really isn't that safe, is it? You know, that was eye-opening to me. You know? I guess it really isn't that safe. At least for me, if I fail, at least I have fun. You know what I'm saying? And if I fail, it's really because of me. Not because of some other man saying, eh, we don't need you anymore. Ah, you, you can go home. You know, we don't need you anymore. You know, at least if I fail, it's because of me. And those same people, they have dreams, you know, and they're not pursuing them. And now they're stuck at a job that they hate. And guess what? It's, now they know it's not safe, you know? Now they know it's not safe. And they hate that fucking job. Nobody wants to go to a factory, fucking press tubes in a machine all day. Come on. You know, I understand sometimes you have to do what you got to do. You know, you got to feed your family and shit like that. And I respect people like that. But you don't want to do that. 
Or who knows? Maybe there's that one guy that's like, man, when I grow up, I want to make fucking metal tubes. You know? Probably loves that shit. But for the majority of us, man, I want you to chase your dreams. I want you to stop focusing on what other people say and look at me. You know, I'm not, I'm not some big famous, super rich guy, but at least I'm doing what I love. And it's only because I didn't quit when it got really hard. And people say this all the time. Don't quit when it gets hard. But do you know what that means, man? To a lot of people, that means, oh, you know, I have to skip a meal today because I can't afford it. Oh, times are hard. I need to quit. That's not even hard. That's not even the hard part. Hard part's when the whole world is crashing down on you. No one's watching you. No one's listening. You're making zero money, and you're still standing up saying, one day, one day I will. That's the fucking hard part. And once you get through that, man, people are going to look at you and say, and I've experienced this, they're going to say, man, I wish I would have done what you did. You know, and that's not some cocky thing either. That's not some cocky thing. It's just real. They're going to see that, oh, they really pursued that shit and did it. I wish I did that. And they're always going to have that regret. You know, you don't have to. All right, let's do, let's do another question. Um, it's from my boy, Mike Bama. Shout out to Mike Bama. You know, before I read the question, man, Mike Bama, uh, when I first, you know, so I got my start uh, falling in love with content. Because I used to make these dipping videos, you know? I used to give me some, some dip in the back. Pack me a little fatty. And I'd be like, I'd review it. Oh, this, this is like real wintergreeny, you know? And it was because it's fucking wintergreen. I'd review it. You know, I loved it. Uh, and, uh, you know, one, I, I, and I'd always rap to like these Eminem songs, you know? With a real slim, shady, please stand up. You know what I'm saying? I'd rap to that all the time. And, uh, you know, I was told one time, hey, man, you should make a song. I never thought of it. So, so you know, I started getting the, the idea, hey, maybe I, should make, maybe I should try music. You know, maybe I like it. So the first thing I did was I started reaching out to all these different artists. All right? All the people that I've listened to and I was a big fan of and, you know, kind of fangirled over, you know what I'm saying, when I was working construction and stuff. I started reaching out to all these artists. Everybody left me on fucking red. Everybody left me on red. They didn't give a fuck about some little, little dude, you know, has no idea what he's doing with music. They didn't give a fuck. Left me on red. Except Mike Bama. Mike Bama was one of the guys I hit up, you know, years ago. Mike Bama not only said, gave me good advice, he said, call me. He, he told me to call him. You know, I was a big fan of this guy, you know. I'll always be a fan of Mike Bama. I call him. He's down to earth, man. He's just like me. You know, we become like really good fucking friends. And uh, he gave me a, a ton of advice, man. He told me what a studio was. I had no idea. He told me how to record a song, man. It's a lot more complicated than you think. You don't just get on the mic and blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of steps to that shit. There's a lot of layering. You know, maybe we'll talk about that in a future podcast. But, uh, you know, he's giving me all this advice and stuff, man. And he helped me make my first song, man. And my first song fucking sucked. I hope none of you ever find it, to be honest. I'm not even going to tell you the name of it. But I'll tell you what it did, though. It got me entered in this hip-hop magazine. They're not around no more. But it was like this hip-hop magazine thing. 
By the way, I hate the term hip hop. Sounds pretty trashy. But uh, I get entered and I win. I had a front page article, uh, you know, in this magazine. And it was that moment that I said, one day I'm going to be a full-time musician. And it worked out good. So Mike Bama says, oh, he has a few questions here. He says, who are some very underrated artists? I'm going to tackle one at a time. I think there's three here. Who are some very underrated artists, in your opinion, that deserve more exposure and credit? I'm about to cough. Hang on. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, okay, so who are some very underrated artists, in your opinion, that deserve more exposure and credit? Honestly, man, and maybe, this, maybe this is a musician thing. Maybe I'm just selfish. I don't know. I don't really listen to a bunch of different artists. Myself. Um, so I'm, I'm going to answer this question very broadly. I think that any musician who's putting time and effort and, and, and they're making quality music. That's the thing, man. These, these, you know, you've heard the term SoundCloud rapper. That's a real term, man. You know, people recording these songs on their iPhone, you know, cursing the world. Why, why am I not blowing up? Well, it's because you're recording a song on your fucking iPhone. I think any, any artist who's willing to, you know, do what I did and everyone else did, you know, pay that money they don't have at the time. You know, for studio time, which is fucking expensive as shit. Or do what, what I did. Invest in your own home studio. You know? Even if you don't have the money, do it. Right? Those people who are getting it properly mixed and mastered. And it sounds radio quality. You know, they don't got to be the best. Every one of those people deserves more exposure, man. All of them. And I wish I had more exposure when I was just starting out. You know? That'd be my answer for that. Um, who are some overrated artists that just aren't your cup of tea? All right, I'm going to ruffle some feathers here. I'm not trying to start no beef. There, there's no beef here. I'm going to name, I'm going to tell you a story. Right, listen, there's no beef here for real. I, got, I, got, I have no problem with these individuals. Um, it's just the facts. And I'm just going to tell a story. You know, Big Smo. All right. I think I think Big Smo is a decent guy. Um, I think that just at the time it had rubbed me wrong. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna incorporate this story in, into this question. You know, I was when I had first started making music, I had like three or four songs out, and I became friends with this guy named Hozier. And um, you know, Hozier Hozier was an okay. He was an okay dude. You know, I, I liked him. Uh, we had became decent friends. And, you know, that's a story for another time. But to get to the big small part, you know, me and Hozier had done this song I was really proud of. I really liked it, you know. And Hozier was telling me, man, we, we need a, a third artist on this. You know, someone big. And Smo, you know, he's kind of big now still, but at the time he was, he was a lot bigger, you know. And they were friends. So, so he gets up big Smo. And Smo was like, yeah, let's do it. Now, listen, I, I used to be a huge fan of Smo because I used to watch him on TV. You know, I was never a big fan of the music. Not that he sucks or anything. I'm not saying that. I just liked the TV show. You know, I was a big fan of the TV show. And uh, so we get invited to Smo's house. And listen, the first part of the story is great. He was, it was awesome. You know, it, it was during uh, the Super Bowl. I forget who was playing. I think the Packers were playing or some shit. It was during the Super Bowl. 
And uh, so we we go, we you get invited to his house. And so I get to go to Big Smoke's house, man. Like, this is the place I was watching on TV and shit. This is crazy, right? So we get to Smoke's house. It's it's beautiful, all right? It's fu- It's just like the show. It's fucking beautiful, man. His wife's there. His daughters are there. You know, he had just started going vegan. So, so we were eating, like, you know, lettuce, cooked lettuce or some shit. And uh, it was awesome, man. It was a good time. Well, Smo had built this, this house pretty much in his backyard. And it was, he turned into a studio. And he had this guy, I believe he was living there, I'm not sure. But he had, like, this producer there. So we go, we go to the house to record, to re-record the song. And then Smo was going to jump on the song, right? So Hosier gets in there, records his part. I keep in mind, man, there's other people there too, right? There's girls there and shit, all right? So I wasn't trying to get embarrassed, you know? So Hoser goes in, records his part, right? Does his thing. Smo goes in, records his part, does his thing, right? And I'm excited, all right? I'm like, all right, you know, it's my turn. So I stand up to go in, and Smo kind of looks at me, kind of shakes his head. He's like, no. I'll never forget that, no. You know, that shit haunted me. He looked at me and said, no. And listen, man, I'm not saying he had no ill intent. He didn't know who the fuck I was, you know? He never heard my music before. And honestly, back then, it sucked. So I can't blame him too much. But he looked at me and said, no. And I just sat down, man. That shit was embarrassing as hell. Everyone's looking at me like, who's this weirdo standing up talking about me, you know? I was embarrassed. Um, so I'm going to tie him into that. The, the not my cup of tea. No beef, no hate. You know, but that rubbed me wrong. I'm a, I, you know, I want to be wrong on this podcast, so I'm going to say it. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. And then the third question is, uh, what were some of your biggest milestones throughout your career that you will never forget? Um, there's a few, I, I believe. You know, and I think, I think me as a person, I need to do better at celebrating uh, these milestones more. You know, I don't think that I, I think that I'm so focused on the end goal that I don't take time to focus on all the shit happening. You know, I, I need to work on that. So if I, so if I look back and I think to myself, you know, milestones, you know, my first fan, I, I remember um, my first fan. I can't remember his name, which sucks, but he told me, this is like the first comment I ever got. He said, if you ever make it, don't forget about me. Totally forgot his name, so I fucked that part up. But that was dope, man. The first person that said, you got this. You know, when everyone around me is saying I'm stupid and I'm dumb and, you know, everyone's releasing music, you, you'll never make it, you know, all that shit. You know, he was a stranger and he said, he said nah, you got this. You know, that was a big milestone for me. You know, my first viral video. Granted, a lot of the comments were talking shit, you know, because, well, the main, the main thing is, like, country plus rap equals crap. Like, that's just the dumbest shit, you know? So, but yeah, anyway, that viral video, that was cool, you know? Um, uh, my first million streams on Spotify. I never thought I'd hit a million streams on Spotify. You know, that's insane to me. Um, yeah, I'm still kind of shocked about that. And it's th- that, you know, that, that was ride with you. 
it's still growing every day and I love it. Um, that, that, that's probably my biggest milestone. Um, you know, we're about to hit, uh, you know, we're getting close to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. That's just a big milestone, you know, things like that. So I'm very appreciative of that stuff. Um, you know, also a big thing too is, um, you know, uh, my friend Bobby and Red Ignition, you know, when I was growing up, man, I was 16, 16 years old. I was watching these guys on, I, I just bit my tongue. I'll be damned. That hurt like a bitch. So anyway, I was watching these guys on YouTube, man. I love these guys. And I always said to myself, man, one day, if I could just meet them, you know, that'd be so cool, man. And here we are, man. I'm associated with them. You know, that's insane to me. Um, you know, I was such a big fan of Bobby and, and everything he's done. And, I, and he's one of my best friends. You know, I went to his, I got, I was flown out to his house, stayed in a spare bedroom. And listen, let me tell you about that too. You know, Bobby said, I didn't shower when I was there. I need to address that. I showered every night. I was there for like a week. I showered every night. But when I was done, I was, I was trying to be respectful. So I, so I, you know, refolded the towels, you know what I'm saying? Put them back on the counter. I try to be tidy and neat. I'm in a million-dollar house, all right? I'm trying to be a slob. I think Bobby took that as they were untouched. Oh, they were touched. A lot of things touched those towels. A lot of things. I hope you washed those towels, Bobby. I hope you washed them. But, yeah, man, that, that was a huge milestone for me, you know? Bobby telling me... You know, the guy that I watched for so long and, and all that stuff, him telling me that, uh, you know, you're one of the guys, you're on the team. You know, you're one of the guys that's going to make it. That was insane to me. Um, I loved it. Uh, let's talk about one last thing, man. I'm going to cough real quick. <coughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Um, I need like a cough suppressor button or whatever. We'll upgrade later. It's kind of ghetto right now, but, you know, we'll get it going. Um, I want to talk about one last thing, man, before I wrap this up. So I got this new song coming out. It's called Goodbye. Okay. It comes out actually uh, Wednesday. So I think by the time you, you see and hear this podcast, it's already out. It's called Goodbye. And it's about, you know, I lost my grandfather. <clears throat> um, excuse me. Lost my grandfather last year. The same time that I was cheated on all this shit. It all happened at the same time. It was really hard. You know, this guy really helped raise me and all that stuff. And I lost him. And when I lost him, I felt really disappointed. You know, I felt regret that I didn't do enough, I didn't call enough, I didn't go enough, and I didn't. You know, I really neglected that. And I know he was disappointed in me. You know, something I have to live with. And I think a lot of people can relate to that with losing a loved one. So anyway, you know, so I made the song called Goodbye. And the song is, it's all singing, okay? I could never sing, and this is weird to me. Last year, shocker, going through all this shit, there was a time period that I lost my voice for three months. Three months I lost my voice. Could barely talk. There was a time where I was completely mute, okay? Lost it. And I go get some, like, steroids and all that stuff, you know, to treat it. And I ended up getting my voice back, and I sound the same, which is great. Uh, which is great. But all of a sudden... After losing my voice and getting it back, 
I'm able to hit a couple notes. I'm able to sing a little bit. I was never able to before. You know, I'm able to sing a little bit now. So, so I've been really incorporating a lot of singing in the music. And Goodbye is my first song that's all singing. <laughs> Excuse me. Speaking of losing my voice, I'm choking. <clears throat> anyway, it's all singing, okay? My first song that's all singing. I've been really trying to incorporate a lot of singing in my music now. So, yeah, you know, that's crazy to me. Like, how can that happen? But, it, but it's a blessing for sure. It's a, it's a blessing for sure. And uh, so I, I hope you guys can check out that song. It's called Goodbye. Um, it's one of my favorites I've ever done. And, uh, and I love it. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I've talked for way too long. I think I'm losing my voice again. I'm not used to talking this long. So we're going to wrap this up, man. Um, I appreciate you guys watching the podcast. And listen, if you guys want some of your questions answered, um, you'll have a chance to be featured in the next one. And, uh, you know, just hit up info at camokin.com. Make sure you guys pick up some merch. Like I said, uh, it's available at camokin.com. Really helps out a whole bunch. And please make sure that you join the Patreon. Uh, just go to camokin.com and select Patreon. Um, or like I said, you can become a member on the YouTube channel and you'll get the same benefits. Uh, just click join on my profile. Um, yeah, I love you guys, man. Let's have a good week. Thank you for the questions. Had a good time. And just remember, you can do anything you set your mind to, and that's a real thing. I'm living proof. I love you guys, man. Conquer the world. A peace.